Welcome back. Another episode of Three Up, Three Down. I got the boys back in the studio. Um, we have Rick back. It's a pleasure to always have Rick. What's up? What's Rick, up? How you Good doing? to be back. I am doing well. Doing well. Glad to be back. Ready to talk some baseball. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you back in the studio, Alex. Hope all is well. Thank you. Good to see you. Everything's good. Happy to have Rick back. Excited for the second half. Let's go. Lego. Yep, let's go. Let's go, White Sox. Yeah. Um, but exciting episode today. We got the trade deadline show coming up for you. It's the part one. Part two is going to be the breakdown, which will be coming to you Tuesday night, maybe Wednesday morning um, of next week. So we're, we'll break down everything that occurs on the second for the deadline. But before we talk the deadline, before we talk the deadline, let's let's hop straight into icy hot. And um, Alex, Alex, why don't you lead us off? All right. Well, I'm going to start with my hot. Um, and this one's a little bit late, uh, but that's just kind of the schedule of our show. And I'm going to go with big Julio Rodriguez coming off of a very impressive showing in the Home Run Derby. I know the Home Run Derby is often like, I mean, it is a show. Uh, I know players that, like, I think Pete Alonso has led the charge of, like, starting to care about it a bit more. And players have cared about it in the past, but... It seems to be more of an event now. But the big thing, I think, for Julio Rodriguez is he probably just made himself a ton of money. He's from a smaller market, and I don't think people realize how big of a season this guy was having or even how special a player he was. I mean, I know for a fact I'd been following Julio Rodriguez, seeing the numbers. He had, like, 15 homers, 20 stolen bases, like, on pace for a big rookie year uh, and looking great. And, like, I knew about him. I didn't realize how far he could hit a baseball. This guy is <laughs> huge. Uh, he's looking like this Acuna... Trout, like this special center fielder, what we hope Luis Robert will become. But I think just the big thing about this is not only does this, like, this just changed the narrative for a smaller market player. They go from this young prospect who has a ton of potential and might be just like toolsy at this point to just being a young star. I think it changes the respect you get in the league. I think pitchers pitch to you differently. I think your confidence is different. You have a sense of security. You know you are meant to be there. You know you're a stud. Uh, and then in a bigger picture for, like, the Mariners as a whole, this is a huge vibe, like, plus for this team. They have their guy. They have a star that, like, it seems like they've had a lot of good players around him. Now they have their guy that coming off the all-star break, they're like, yeah, we have one of the best players in baseball. That's what they're thinking. Whether that's true or not, who knows. But they know they have the special talent. I don't know. Big week for Julio Rodriguez. Big week for the Mariners. you got to be excited. Yeah, no, I love this guy. This guy, and and to me, like he came out of nowhere. Like you said, small market guy, right? And and you know, we we were talking. He lost to Juan Soto, if I'm not mistaken, right? In the home run derby, uh, lost lost out on about a million dollars. But just being there and and hitting the baseball, as far as like you said, Alex, like it's gonna earn him a ton of money. And 21 years old, this he's a he's a kid. He's gonna make he's gonna make a lot of money in the near future. And it's going to be tough for uh, Seattle to sign him. I think he's probably want to go want to going to go to a bigger market. You know, the next A Rod, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll see. But yeah, that's good. I like that pick for uh, the hot this week. Agreed, I agree. Um, it, it's an exciting team they've got building down in the west in, west coast in Seattle. Uh, you know, it, it's exciting to see these young stars come up. He's been very talented. It's a roster that's continuing to grow, and uh, he he looked great until that final round against Soto. 
Uh, first round was was pretty impressive when I think he hit 30-plus home runs, I think is what it was. So um, I like the pick. I like the pick. What are we thinking? Who's the icing? The only other thing I'll say, just on the last Julio Rodriguez point, he had an interaction with Liam Hendricks where Liam Hendricks is mic'd up, and he's like, do not throw that ball away. He comes in for one out, and Julio just like – Pimps it perfectly, like, pretends to throw into the crowd. It's a move that you'd think, like, this is, like, a veteran first base when we're making that move. Uh, to have that confidence, I think, just shows what this kid's about. So I thought it was funny to see. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Funny yeah. stuff from the right. Uh, so moving to my cold, uh, and this is, like, a relatively cold. This team has been great all year. But we're starting to see some holes and I think we're all very happy about that. That is the New York Yankees, and specifically the bullpen with Michael King going down for yes. the years. Yes, um, they've kind of been playing five and five ball for like. I mean, it's the last ten games are five and five, but it seems like it's been five hundred ball for about oh, like two to three weeks now. Like they've just started a little bit. Expected, like if you're a Yankees fan, don't panic. But what you are seeing is this team is very beatable, uh, even when Judge is mashing the ball at insane levels because he has not slowed down. But the team's beatable, uh, and now they have one more hole to fill going into the deadline. That bullpen is not secure. Aroldis does not look like Aroldis. Uh, so you just have Clay Holmes, and I know they have a couple other guys. They're a good franchise. They're going to be able to find bullpen arms, but they're going to be looking to trade for one. Uh, I think this changes a lot of things. I think Juan Soto becomes a harder selling point. I think he already was a hard selling point uh, when they have to resign Judge and they already have the Stanton contract and the Cole contract. But... Uh, now they have a hole to fill. This is just more prospects they're going to have to give up, more prospects that can't go to either another bat or a starting pitcher. Um, do this, does this change how they look at Luis Castillo? I don't know. I don't know. But it, it throws a wrench into their plans. It's another hole. We'll see. Excited to see what they do at the deadline. Oh, I hate the Yankees. Same, the same, Yankees. same, same. But uh, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate for a team that got so – off to such a start, hard, ah, hot start, um, but they, they look normal. They look human in the last few weeks, and they've looked human since the All-Star break, dropping a few games to Houston and a, and a game to uh, Baltimore, and um, you know now they've got the Mets, so it's a little Subway Series starting here on, on Tuesday, so that will be exciting baseball to watch, but it's the finishing stretch. You know, It's a 162-game season for a reason. The Yankees started uh, that that ninety games hotter than anyone could be, but teams are starting to catch them. And you know, yes, that AL East division lead and crown probably will be the Yankees unless something remar- remarkable happens. But uh, for now, fuck the Yankees. I like the pick. I'm always fuck Yankees, so I'm loving the fact that uh, they are struggling. And uh, if they need bullpen help, I know a guy, you know, that maybe wants to reconnect with them, you know, a little closer from uh, from the Cubs, 37-year-old David Robertson. Let us know. Uh, New York will we'll, we'll gladly take your your your, uh, your uh, prospects from you. Um, but, no, yeah, fuck New York, fuck the Yankees. It's going to be a fun series with them and the Mets. Um, I just, I, again, I love the fact that they are struggling and anytime like you have a like a World Series basically contending team, and you can find something wrong with them, and then you have uh, on top of that you have Judge not necessarily committing to them in the future. Possibly they want Juan Soto. Can they mash their way through if they actually get Juan Soto? Who knows? If they don't have a bullpen, they might score twenty runs the entire playoffs and maybe win. But we'll see. Um, 
Yeah, I, lo- I-, I love seeing them struggle, so I-, I-, I like the icy pick. Also, great call on the non-committal judge. I love seeing that. Yep. I feel like he's yep. perfect for the Bronx, but uh, Yankees fans have to be – like, in such a perfect season, what a wrench to be thrown in there. A questionable Aaron Judge who's having the best season of his career. Wow. Lovely. Just what a what a gut punch, really, too. Like, damn, that if that were me, that was ugh, that'd suck. And they just know every homer is another ten million bucks or whatever. I mean, it's just <laughs> Well, if it if a team truly does offer him, you know, four hundred, five hundred million dollars, I think you know, and it's not New York. He's got to take that money. I think. I think. At least, I think he'll take that money, um, and leave the you know other than a Yankee. So, uh, but definitely, like you said, little little wrench in the in the locker. I mean, if he hits seventy homers, let's, let's if he hits seventy homers, it. and he says Juan Soto just rejected four fifty, but I hit seventy homers. What are they gonna say? <laughs> That's he's gonna want a Billy. <laughs> Easy, a Billy. <laughs> moving on, moving on. Rick, Rick, since you're back, what do we got this week? All right, week? cool, cool, cool. My turn. I'm gonna start off with Icy the Red Sox. Talking Yankees, we're talking Red Sox. Lost five in a row, uh, dating back to before, right before the break. They had lost, I believe, two to the Yankees. And then just get swept by the Jays, uh, especially that game one, 28 to 5. They lost 28 to 5. Uh, and then they lost the next two games, 4 to 1 and 8 to 4, a little bit more respectable scores. But then you couple that with the fact that their all star Devers heads to the 10 day uh, injury list. Right hamstring inflammation. He felt discomfort uh, after his fifth inning at bat on Friday. Um, this is the last one of the night, and yeah, he's just he. You know, they lo- they lost him at least ten days. Right, we'll see what happens. Uh, they're hopefully it's, they're hopeful it's just a strain, but you know they got the Guardians uh, for four games, so maybe that might you know give them the boost. But you know we're going to talk about it later. But this kind of puts them in an awkward position at buying or selling at the trade deadline. You know, the trade deadline's in another seven, six days or something like that. Um, so who knows what they're going to do. Um, but yeah, it's kind of a tough position for the Red Sox, and that's why I got them uh, as my IC for this week. It's It's been an interesting year from Boston. You know, they started out really, really bad. It was a team that was seriously underperforming. They caught wind towards that, you know, 40-game mark of the year, and they've been decent. And then it kind of comes into the All-Star break, and they get a little break, and, you know, what do they do? They come out cold. So it's interesting to see what's going to happen with Boston because, like you said, are they going to be sellers or are they going to be buyers? You know, yes, they're 48 and 48. You know, you're right at that point. You've got to win a wild-card spot to make it in because you're not catching the Yankees. So you need to take a look and, you know, you need to evaluate what you're going to do with the roster. Um, and I know exactly where that could be. And could that be a shortstop that's on the move? Could that be someone else in the outfield? You know, who could that be? Who could that be? I'll let Alex, I'll let Alex take it. Yeah, away. I mean, you hit the nail on the head here. They have to sell. I think you lose sale, you lose Devers. The vibes are not hot. Um you get, they got to sell. they got to sell. But the question is how much? Because we've seen this time and time again. The Red Sox, they flop one year, they come back, and they're contending the next year because they do like the half sell. Or sometimes, I mean, like they'll do the full blow-up sometimes too. But do you trade Bogarts? 
Last year of his contract, going to be a free agent. I got to imagine, we've talked about Bogarts being the perfect Boston name before. How much does Bogarts. the front office? How much does the front office value that? Like this guy needs to be. Like he should be in Boston. This is just like where his name was led him to be. It was fate. But if you're looking at the best trade chip they got, it is Bogarts. And I don't know. I was looking around. The big issue with trading Bogarts, not only does they not have a lot of pop, uh, which I think lowers his trade value for a lot of contenders. But I mean, this is an elite shortstop. Only a year left, or only this half year, so it's a rental. But then also, who needs a shortstop? No contending team really doesn't have a shortstop. So I don't know where he goes. The one team just off the top of my head that I looked at that I said, hey, this could actually be a very fun fit, uh, and I think he'd fit in the culture well, is the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, Now, they're making a push for Juan Soto. Would kind of be interested to see him there. But if not, Bogarts kind of seems like... A guy who could fit right in there. They don't really have a shortstop. And add Bogarts in front of those two boppers. Like, I don't know. It would be fun to see. Yeah, talk, talk about a perfect name for Boston. Like you said, fucking Bogarts. Um, yeah, it'd be... it'd be, And, and I don't know, man, because I was reading stuff too, and it was like, well, do, do they... You know, wh- what's going to happen if they sell? Who do they become, right? Like, the next couple of years, are they... Are they gonna contend because like like you said they will do the half sell and then somehow a year later after they you know they shit the bed for a year they'll come back and they'll just be great again and it's like oh my god boston is back in like playoff contention or whatever right so i don't know i don't know what they do they got jd martinez there too and like you said chris sale devers bogarts an assortment of guys they can get rid of and like you said vibes alone in boston but i mean we'll, we'll we'll see what happens there um I'll go into my hot now, and this one is this one's a little bit uh, on the stranger end, but my hot is Mad Bum being no fun. Madison Bumgarner uh, letting up a solo shot to uh, Victor Robles uh, on the Nationals. They're down six runs in the eighth inning. Robles hit a solo shot, his only his third home run of the season, off Bumgarner. And uh, he took exception to how long Robles watched the fly ball flying out to left. He goes, uh, Bumgarner goes on to say he's he's a clown. Uh, No shame, no shame. You know, it's 7-1. You hit your third home of the year, and you act like Barry Bonds breaking the record. Clean it up. I don't care about giving up the run. We won 7-2, 8-2, whatever it was. It's frustrating. I'm the old grumpy guy I know, but that type of stuff didn't used to happen. It's ridiculous. And what happens, Victor Robles the next day pretty much brushed off the comments, shrugged it off, wore a clown nose in the dugout uh, the the following game against uh, Madison Bumgarner. So, you know, Robles took it on the chin. He he, he pokes fun at him. But I, I don't know. I just – with Mad Bum the way he is, like I've, me personally, I don't look at him as the way I looked at him when he was on, uh, when he was on the Giants. You know, this guy that's like just – he won those World Series. He was a great pitcher there and – um, he just, he's not very, uh, I guess like uh, intimidating anymore, at least, in, at least to me, I'm sure like playing the game against him sure is a different story, but to me, it's just like, yeah, uh, you know, and, and, and it's like him and Bryce Harper on opposite ends of like Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper being the guy who's like, you know, make, make the MLB fun again versus mad bum who wants to keep things like super old school and. Yeah, that's just my hot for the week. I know it's a little bit different, but I I just kind of always like seeing Mad Bum go get a little hot when uh people watch their homers a little too long for his liking. 
Mad bum living up to the name. Mad bum. But, uh, <laughs> you know, it's... It, it is what it is. I understand where he's coming from. The fact, you know, in, in 10 years ago, that's someone who'd be getting hit. Not even five, maybe two years, five years ago. Someone's getting hit for that stuff. And I, so I understand where he's coming from. Robles, he got a piece of one. He was excited. So I can also understand where he's coming from. You know, a guy who's probably going to be lucky to hit the 7,500, you know, Mark of, of you know, I if he sniffs fifty home runs career wise, I'll be I'll be impressed. <laughs> but uh, if unless he has, but I don't think he has. Um, so I, I I get the excitement, but I don't know. I also you know it is a blowout. It's like do you celebrate when you're up ten one? I don't I don't think so, but I don't know. Well, they were losing. I think that's the part that's crazy to me. It's like Robles, man, like. Maybe yeah. if you're winning, it's the cherry on top, and you're like, yeah, Mad Bum, get out of this game. Okay, you guys are losing by five runs. Like, what are you staring at? Uh, <laughs> and you're you're awful. Like, you're you're the joke of the league, and you have Juan Soto. You're like, people are calling you the next Angels, and you're in a rebuilding year. That's like, and who knows if they will be. They probably won't be. I don't know how you can get to those levels. But I just, like, as much as I want to go against Mad Bum, and I still will, because why are you complaining so much? You won the game. Like, it's fine. Let him pimp his home run and laugh at him and just move yeah. on. You don't need to be so salty. All these old guys are supposed to be tough and not, like, thin-skinned, but they're clearly, some of them, are very thin-skinned. It's like, bro, you won a World Series. You had one of the most dominant pitching performances we've ever seen in a World Series. Absolute hoss. Just move on. Let Robles have his moment. It's his third homer of the year, okay? <laughs> let, and I just let think, him I don't have know. his lollipop, right? Like, come on. <laughs> come on. And Robles, man... Don't pimp your homers. Hit above 220. There was a time this guy, this guy was supposed to be the next Acuna, man. And what did he become? I remember when the White Sox traded Adam Eaton, we wanted Robles, and they're like, he's untouchable. I don't know why Adam Eaton was commanding a top prospect. But what we ended up getting was Giolito, a prospect who became Lance Lynn. Like, we traded that prospect for Lance Lynn and Ronaldo Lopez. So, Robles, you had some lofty expectations. What's going on, man? Just figure it out. I don't mind the pimp in general, but when you're batting 220 and your team has about 10 wins, maybe maybe figure it out <laughs> before pimping it. Maybe settle down with that 220 average. <laughs> Interesting picks. I, I like it. Mad bum. He's hot. I, I like it. Welcome back. Ah, it's nice to have you back, Rick. Let's go. Um, Nice, nice, nice. Alrighty. Well, my I'll start with my cold, my icy. My icy is gonna be Phil Nevin and the L.A. Angels, a team that has two MVPs, two, and they continue to flop. It's just, it's what they're known to do at this point. You know, since the firing of Joe Madden, uh, the in the change of the helm, they have gone thirteen and twenty six. Um, after an okay start to the season that saw them semi in the race for the AL West, uh, Anthony Rendon was put on the season-ending IL after experiencing issues with his right wrist, and things just kind of continue to spiral from there. However, however, the stars, the studs, Mike Trout, he's been hitting 270 with two, 24 homers, 76 hits, a 3.6 war, an on-base percentage of 368, a slugging of 5. 99 and an OPS of uh, 967. And then you've got Otani. Interesting name. Uh, interesting uh, topic at this point as we approach the deadline. But 
He's hitting 256 with 20 home runs, 88 uh, hits in a 4.6 war, an on-base percentage of 347, a slugging of 485, and an OPS of 832. Pitching-wise, he's got a 9-5 record with a 280 ERA and 16 starts with 134 strikeouts and a whip of 996. Even with the two MVPs, even with the two studs, they, it's just it's never been enough for this Angels team. And at in in the overall, their records at forty and fifty five. They're two twenty three and a half games back of the Strohs for the division and ten and a half out of a wild card spot. Rumors, like I said, with Otani, are currently swirling that teams are checking in with the Angels to see what it would take to lift Otani from um, Anaheim and, and and potentially see him in another uniform. And, and the Angels have said, you know, it would be a lot. It would be a lot, you know, and that that's understandable. But it would be interesting to see if someone like Otani was in a different uniform come, you know, August second. That would be a crazy, crazy deadline for sure. Uh, I'm just gonna say it. You heard it here first. The Angels have like literally just fallen off a cliff because Joe Madden was not able to show off his uh, mohawk. You heard it here first. That's exactly why they're losing. Um, that would have turned the season around. One hundred percent would have turned the season around. No, um, yeah, man, it, I feel bad for Phil. I mean, and it's like his name, his first name's Phil, so you always have to feel bad for him. Um, you know, you always feel bad for Phil in a shitty situation, but it's like it's not really a, a shitty situation. I'm sure Rendon going down sucks, but again, you have two MVPs who play like three players really. Otani's Otani's a pitcher and a and a hitter, right? Like he's two p he's two players. Um, so just MV, MVP caliber. So I don't know. Like, I feel like they're just kind of wasting their careers at this point. Like Trout has been in one playoff series. Um, Otani still right. Not yet, obviously. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. It just sucks. Uh, like you said, Phil's definitely out of a job, uh, at the end of this season, but, uh, I don't know what this means for, you know, you said it was interesting with Otani, but I don't know. Maybe Trout needs to fucking get out of here or something. I don't know. Yeah, quickly, uh, you know, career third base coach is going to be on the unemployment line after after all this. Oh, yeah. It's unfortunate. I I don't know what else to say. I just don't get like what's what is going on with this team. And Rick, you're 100 percent right. We talked about it when this happened. Not allowing the Mohawk to come to the clubhouse was a dangerous move. <laughs> Who does that? Who like who convinced Joe Madden? He probably convinced himself. He was brewing up some special magic. He's like, mm, vibes are what we need. I'm going to come with the Mohawk, and they fire him. At least give him one day, let the players see it. And then, even if they fire him after that, they know how bad that firing was because that guy got a Mohawk and then got fired. So the curse of the Mohawk's real. Uh, I don't know if it's more powerful than the curse of the Angels in general. I yeah. mean, they should fire the whole front office and the whole coaching staff at all levels. And just start from scratch. It's it, it, it seems like an exaggeration when I say that, but like it's really not. This team is a joke. Go sign anybody. Why are you signing Syndergaard for twenty five mil? What do you think he was like? He's been injured for a couple of years. Like, go get players that can help. Like, and Syndergaard hasn't been horrible. It's not a hate on Syndergaard. It's just go sign some pitchers. Go sign some pitchers for like five, ten mil. Get a couple players because you do not have MLB players throughout this roster. It triggers me to a different level because. Trout and Otani are likable superstars, and we're never going to get to watch them in any meaningful games because of how of how big of a joke this franchise is. Uh, I hate it. I hate it. I think I think the move now is 
Part of me wants to say trade them both. As a baseball fan, I want that so I can see them do something. Um, but as an organization, I think they have a choice now, and it's it's pick 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 your pick your star and move on. Um, and if I'm the Angels, I'm probably picking Otani at this point. Uh, Trout's been as good as you could ever ask a player to be. He's been one of the best players of all time. But trade him, keep the younger star, Otani crazy but he might be better than trout already <laughs> like and easy, i'm yeah. talking about trout is one of the best players ever <laughs> like, future hall of famer easy like it's, he's a first ballot hall of famer it's like trade trout boost that prospect pool develop some people and sign some free agents like Trout will free up some salary sign some like free agents that don't try to hit another random don't go for once don't go for any of these big names just get some solid everyday MLB players. I don't know. It makes me mad though. In terms of non-White Sox things in the league, this makes me the most mad because I love watching the best players play and I don't get to. You're you're spot on with that, absolutely, and it it is unfortunate. Um, it's it's a tough situation, and unfortunately with the Anthony Rendon situation in Anaheim, at least. It's just been an inconsistency to stay on the field, uh, but that's been really the story of the Angels of Anaheim. Hot, 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 hot. The sixty-four and thirty-two Houston Astros, two wins shy of the unstoppable Yanks. These Astros had control of the AL West pretty much since the start of the year, but with a very strange doubleheader out of the All-Star break versus the Yankees, the Astros were able to take both games in New York and sweep the Mariners who came in with a 14-game winning streak. The Strohs have now won five in a row and are 7-3 and three in the last 10. With an easy game, three-game set with the A's coming up, they they head back to Houston for a four-game set with Seattle. Um, they've gone 32-16 and 16 against the AL West, something I wish our teams could do against their divisions, but seem unable to, but whatever. And have a 28-16 and 16 record against teams above 500. Jordan Alvarez kind of been the team MVP, hitting 307 with 28 home runs, 85 hits, driven in 65, and has a 4.4 war with an OBB of 407, slugging of 668, and an OPS of over a point and .075. Besides Alvarez, Altuve, Tucker, and Bregman have been leading the way with a revitalization from starting pitcher Justin Verlander, who's gone 13 and three with a 180. 1.86 ERA. The Strohs look poised to make another deep playoff run here in the AL, and they look to be big buyers, and we'll talk about them a little later. But the Astros, the Astros are my pick, as much as it pains me to call call them uh, hot this week. Uh, the Cheers, they've found something this year. I mean, this is a professional franchise, if we've seen one. My goodness. When you get first off, they got Jordan Alvarez for a bad reliever from the Dodgers in a trade. When you rip off the Dodgers that big, you're doing something incredibly right. Um, I don't know. This is this team is a juggernaut again. They lose Correa. Jeremy Pena steps in. He's not Carlos Correa. Uh, I think he gets a bit too much hype for what he is, but he's a very good shortstop immediately. And like they have had injuries. It's not like we're not saying this has been the healthiest team. This is just a team that knows how to call up players, and they're they're fine doing that, and they, they trust that they'll come in and play. Uh, that's the difference between a lot of these mediocre teams and a lot of 
these bottom feeders. The Angels don't do this. That's the prime. They just do not do this. The Astros know how to find guys. They know how to get them to play well. Very good organization. And talk about, like, just a scary first game. Justin Verlander. Jordan Alvarez is having as good of a season as Aaron Judge, and he's not getting the hype because he doesn't have the home run total, and he doesn't have he doesn't have the New York Yankees attention. But this guy's got a higher OPS. He's been like by advanced metrics as good of a hitter as Judge. I mean, this guy is a monster. I don't know what to say about this team. I'm happy to see Verlander shoving again. McCullers is coming back. Talk about an addition. So I don't know. They got a scary a scary rotation in the playoffs and. Just when you line them up with other teams, you're like, do we really have advantages over these guys? And you don't. Well, quickly, it's it's funny that you bring up the, um, the kind of argument for the MLP, ML, uh, MVP argument. I think that the league and the voters will end up taking the judges' side on this one as – as Altuve's went to, uh, as it went to Altuve in 2017 with all the BS that was going True. on. So I think that's a very interesting thing to, to kind of think about. But yeah, Rick, anything? I was going to say two two quick things. One, I'm so glad they put the Astros in the AL and they're no longer in the NL Central because that, that would have been rough for the Cubs in 2016. That You know, <laughs> it would have been a rough time. Um, two, they've got to be cheating again, right? Like, they have to. Like, they didn't learn their lesson the first time. They've got to be cheating. Um, no, man, they're, they're just – they're good. They're so good. Alex said it best. Like, they, this is a professional Major League Baseball team. Um, they, they're making the right moves. They're bringing up the right people at the right time. They're developing them correctly. They're bringing in guys when they need to. And – I, you know, that's, they're just, they're just fucking good. Like there's no way around it. They are very, very good. They're going to be very good for a very long time. And, uh, it's rough. It's a good pick because like you said, you know, with Jordan Alvarez, basically, um, basically a judge without the homers, uh, even better OPS and all that, all, all that good stuff. Like it, it he's going to be super underrated when they get into the playoffs and they just start mashing everybody. So good pick on the Houston Astros, but I'm positive they're cheating again. (laughs) We'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, But I I like that. Interesting enough, uh, Houston Astros are the hot this week. Moving on, moving on to Around the Horn, brought to you by Rick, who's with us today. Crack One Media. Thank you for the platform we have, but around the horn, standings, boys, you guys got to get it together because <laughs> your boys at eleven and four, <laughs> and Alex and Rick are at six and nine, and I just, I, love I mean, I, I, I'm not helping them, I'm not hurting them, and they're just digging themselves a hole, and I, I don't mind it. I, I love seeing it. In fact, uh, but that's kind of been the story of around the horn this this season so far. <laughs> but Rick. I'll let you take it away. What so? What do we got this week for around the horn? All right, uh, I love my record. By the way, six and nine. I just that's a great that's a great record. I love it. Um, for my around the horn this week, game to watch this week, Wednesday, July twenty seventh. Gonna go a little bit on the on the maybe lower tier of uh, teams to watch. Marlins at the Reds. Braxton Garrett going for the Marlins. Luis Castillo going for the Reds. Uh, I'm taking him to the Reds. With, on this one with Castillo on the mound and, you know, trade deadline's coming up, maybe his last one, and the Marlins, Jazz Chisholm Jr. out for at least a month. So there goes their offense, I think. Um, and, I mean, he's going to be traded 
within the next year anyway, so it doesn't matter because that's what the Marlins do. But I'm taking the Reds with Castillo on the mound against the uh, Marlins on Wednesday the 27th. I like the pick. It's probably going to be Luis's last start in a Reds uniform. Yep. And with that being said, I I, I got to follow you on this one. I, you know, I think Luis is going to shove. I think he's going to understand the moment. And I don't think the Marlins are going to have a shot, especially with Ch- Chaz out. I mean, he's already a locker room disturber, but I'm sure he's still causing causing harm from the IL. See, this is where I just have to go to the other side. Um, yeah, unfortunately, give me the Marlins. And a little add-on pick that will not count to my record because it's very unlikely, but I believe it to happen. Avi Garcia, one home run. Game-winning homer, maybe. Ooh. Showing out. Luis Castillo trade value Confident. drops. Uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Marlins, give me the fish. Confident <laughs> give over me the there. Fish. Confident. Since you're so confident, why don't you go next, <laughs> Mr. Confident? Yeah, this one I'm actually very confident in. This one, I, it's close to a lock. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that. Don't want to jinx myself. But I got the Brewers over the Red Sox on Friday. And we got Brandon Woodruff versus Brian Bayo or something. I forget his name. He's a top prospect, but he has not been good this year. Uh, and Brandon Woodruff has had a good year once again. Uh, also, the Red Sox are just not good. This is this is a pretty safe pick by me, I think. I mean, it's a game the Red Sox could definitely win still. It's not like... A firm lock. Like, the Red Sox aren't a dumpster fire. Like, they kind of are, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're not one of these. They're not the Tigers. Uh, so, I got the Brewers. Brandon Woodruff. Let's go, Shove. Give me a win. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have to agree with you. Going against Brewers and their pitching is like, I don't know. It's just a dumb move. So, I'm going to have to agree with you with the Brewers. I, I'm going to take the Brewers over the Red Sox. And like you said, <laughs> they're not a they're not a dumpster fire. They're really just like in between whether or not they want to be a dumpster fire. At least the Red Sox. So, um, but yeah, I'm taking the Brewers with this one. I'm going to agree with you, uh, Jack. You going with Boston or what's up? I got some sweet Caroline magic. Coming oh my no, way. I'm going with the Fenway, the Boston Red Sox. You know, screw you too. You, you know, <laughs> I've got the I've, I'm comfortable in my spot. I can do this things. I'm gonna change things up. It, it's been boring rinsed. a little bit. I'm taking the Boston Red Sox. Screw your pick. Screw your both your pick picks on that. And that's 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 all I gotta say about it. And with that being said, that'll lead me to my my pick, the final pick, Wednesday as well as Rick's the 27th, Yanks versus Mets Subway Series at. Um, at the Mets Stadium, Max Scherzer on the mound for the Mets, Domingo German on uh, on the mound for the Yanks. My bold prediction is the Yanks will drop the first game, but not my pick. That's not my pick. My pick is the second game, and my pick is that they're going to win the second game, even though German has a 5-15 ERA and four innings pitched. It's going to be a bullpen game. I think they're going to get to Max Scherzer. I like the Yankees. They seem to be showing up against teams that they need to, except minus the Astros. Um, so I've got the Yankees in game two of this series. I don't know. It's For me, it's New York, and I, I somehow hope both of these teams lose that game. Um, but I'm going to take the lesser of the two evils here, and I'm going to take Met, the Max Mets, Max Scherzer and the Mets, 
to uh, to take out the Yanks. Uh, you know, we talked about the Yanks and their shitty bullpen, and I think you know they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna run Herman out early, and uh, yeah, they're gonna Pete Alonso's gonna hit a couple deep, and uh, yeah, the Mets are gonna Mets are gonna take that game. I'm riding the Mets as well. Let's Just got go. to. Yeah. I got, I don't know. I got think the Yanks are a little, got are a little <laughs> sluggish. You know, they think they have the division locked up. Mets are in a race. Scherzer is going to be mad. And he's going to play well because that's when he plays best. When he's pissed off. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, we'll see how everyone does. Well, you know, like I said, sitting pretty at the top of the leaderboard. We'll see how things end up at the end of the week. 11 and 4 for your leader, 6 and 9 for the rest. Can't tell you what to do, but I'm just telling you, I got the hot hand so far. So, moving on, but thank you quickly. Thank you, Rick and Crack One Media. That is around the horn. Uh, but why the people came, why the people are listening. Let's bring you the trade deadline breakdown. It is August 2nd is going to be the date. Players that we think are going to be on the move, teams that we think are going to be buyers, sellers. Let's get right into it. I think let's start with the players that will be on the move. And like we've talked about earlier in the episode, it seems that Luis Castillo will be on the move. It looks like New York is very interested. I don't know if the boys have heard any other interested teams as well. But what do you think, Luis Castillo? Definitely on the move, right? Oh, one hundred percent. And and I think uh, uh, Alex mentioned earlier when we were talking about the Yankees, they, they need pitching. They just need it, right? Uh, that's their one. That, that's their weak spot right now. Uh, so they're. I, I think they're going to take Luis Castillo. I don't think the Reds trade anybody else because they want more prospects to then trade three, four years from now again when they're very good for the Reds, but they're just not going to build off of them. So I think, uh, yeah, I, I could see him going to the Yankees. Um, I don't really know where else he would go. I'm not really sure what other teams, contender-wise, at least are struggling for pitching. Um, but, yeah, I can see him going to the Yankees, and he's 100% being moved, absolutely. You know, barring a, a really shitty start against the uh, the Marlins. Yeah, he has to be on the move. Um I think if you're a team out there, and the fact that the Yankees and Astros are both looking at Luis Castillo, you should probably try to get in that race too. Uh, it's probably a good sign if everyone's looking at him. Uh, and this guy's a stud. I mean, he's he's consistently, even with slow starts for some years, he's consistently put up like great numbers for his season-long stats. He's a guy when he's on his game, he can win you games. I mean, this is, I wouldn't say he's a true, true top-tier ace, but he can be on his day. And that's what teams are looking for. And if you bring him in as your second or third starter, that is a huge boost to your rotation. Uh, he's a guy you want starting in the playoffs. Uh, I don't know. We'll see where he goes and how much he goes for. The Reds have a lot of pieces. I wonder if it's just Luis Castillo gets traded alone or whether there's a little package that he sent with to get them a bigger prospect. Um, but if you're the Reds, you have to trade him. And I think I think teams are probably looking at this like we know you have to trade him, but we also know probably every single contender is interested. Um, so I don't know. I would love to see him – a place I would love to see him go, and honestly a place I'd like to see a lot of players go, but I think a top pitcher could really help them is the Mariners. 
Uh, pair him with Robbie Ray at the top of that rotation. I think that would be pretty fun to see. That's a good one. I think he'd look good in those colors. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I'm excited to see Luis Castillo pitch on a big market and in the playoffs. Uh, and that's where he should be by the end of the year. Even if it's not a big market, just in the playoffs. Agreed. Absolutely. Absolutely. It does sound like the Dodgers will be in that race. Maybe the Mets. Maybe the Astros. Maybe the Twins. Who knows? Who knows? Um, another name linked from that Cincinnati team is Brandon Drury. Third baseman infielder. Seems like a lot of teams could be interested in him. The Reds uh, infielder. It could be the White Sox. could be the Dodgers. could be the Mariners. could be the Giants. could be a few others. But he seems to be drawing some interest. He may not be necessarily moved. He is still on a team-friendly deal for, I think, at least one more year. But team seems very interested in the third baseman. What do you think? Um, I kind I, and this kind of like for me, just looking at it, you know, with Devers going down, like it depends on what Boston does. Like, do do they need to buy? Do they need to sell? You know, it it, it really depends. And he's twenty nine years old, right, as a third baseman, so. I don't really. I've never really followed his career, so I'm not really sure what he's like. But I could see him go to Boston. You know, Devers going down, and, and, and again, it depends on Boston whether or not they are going to be buyers or sellers. Um, but I can also see him going to uh, what was the other? Uh, the White Sox. Honestly, I can see him go to the White Sox because I feel like I don't know. Maybe you guys have a better view on this, but maybe are the White Sox definitely buyers, or are they kind of meh as well? The Sox are buyers, and they are already rumored to be in on Brandon Drury. Uh, I think a trade that we could see happen, Brandon Drury and Tyler Naquin is another piece on the Reds, who's a lefty outfielder, can hit right-handed pitching well. I think a lot of, like, the White Sox are a team here, and I think any team that really needs pop, uh, I think they could be looking at this. I think the Guardians are a team to watch here. It's a guy who can play a lot of positions, who has pop in his bat, in posi- like second base isn't a, a, like a very powerful position, so I think a lot of teams are going to be interested in him. Um, I could really see him going anywhere. I think he's going to be a big, like or could be a very big addition. I mean, anytime you get power at second base, uh, you can play the outfield, you can play third. It's a valuable thing to have. Um, I think the White Sox have to be in the running here, um, but there's a lot of teams. I mean, this guy can play a lot of positions. He can fit on pretty much anyone. Um, so I, I would love to see him get traded. Giants are another team to watch out for if they are buyers. Uh, who knows? There's a lot of those in-between teams right now. But I think if you're an in-between team or a smaller market without a big payroll, you may look at Brandon Drury as a guy you can have for a couple of years. Not going to cost you the world of prospects, but could have a pretty big impact. Um, so definitely a name that I think will get moved again. Reds, why are you keeping these guys? Just trade them, get what you can. Yep, it'll be interesting to see what happens, uh, but it, it will be. It's, it's fairly one hundred percent certain that the Cincinnati Reds will be sellers. Another starting pitcher on the market who has been talked about pretty much since opening day and since the Oakland Athletics traded Sean Manaya to the. I can't remember who they traded him to. I think the Padres, but um, Padres, yeah, Frankie Montas, Mont Montas. I think I'm saying it right. And I, I've heard the rumored is the Twins, the Yanks, the Braves. It's an interesting pick. He's been very reliable. Um, he's still a young arm, and he's an interesting talent. It could help help a team be like like we were talking about with Castillo. It could be a reliable third starter for a team. He has seen, I think, some playoff action. In some wild card and wild card and maybe a brief divisional round 
um, experience after I think they knocked out the White Sox in that COVID-shortened year. But, um, yeah, Frankie Montes. Uh, yep. If you're the Yankees, you're getting, you're, you're getting all the pitching. You're trying to get all the pitching. It doesn't even matter at this point how many prospects account it, it, it costs. I think they want to win it. I think they want to prove, you know, to judge that he should stay cause they're going to be that good. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you're the Yanks, like, like it says here that he's probably rumored to go to, or at least that who's who, what teams are looking at him. I think the Yanks absolutely go for him. Like get, just get all the pitching you can right now. This, this free, this, uh, trade deadline for sure. Yeah, this one, it, it's been rumored. Uh, and there's two teams, I think, that are, are big ones. But the one that's been rumored is the Twins. We've talked about it. And then the other team I think is a good fit is the Phillies. Uh, this is a guy, first off, and it's unfortunate, he's not healthy. Uh, he's dealt with injuries this year, and I really do not think he's fully healthy. And I think that's the general consensus around the league is this guy is not 100%, and they're pitching him because they need to trade him. Um, I do think he, I think teams. I do think he was pulled from a start a few weeks ago. So just he was he he was injured a couple weeks ago, and I think the the league and the general consensus is yeah he can pitch, but he's not a hundred percent, and he's being tossed out there for the obvious reason the A's want to trade him. Um, so if he has a start this week, that's going to be a big impact on his trade value because if he comes out and shows that he's pitching well and maybe is healthier than we think, uh, that's something. But this is where I think like the Yankees, yeah, good fit. He could be really good for them, but they have enough to go go get Luis Castillo instead. I think you're going to look at teams who can't go after Luis Castillo or don't want to, at least, like the Twins, right? Are they excited about contending this year? Yeah, they're in first in the division, but they're a little skeptical. Go get Frankie Montas. Don't give up the whole farm. Take a little discount. I mean, he's still going to cost a lot, but go, go get a guy who could have upside to what you're going to pay for him. Whereas Luis Castillo, you're going to pay for what you get. And that may be worth it, but maybe not for one of these teams. Frankie Montas, kind of like the B-list version of that, can be a dominant starter, but I really do not think he's healthy right now. But we'll probably get traded. Should be interesting to see if it happens with Frankie. Last one on, I think, the players that will absolutely be on the move. Rick, plug your ears. Willie Wilson Contreras of your uh, Chicago Cubbies. Uh, I've heard Astros. I've heard Yanks. I've heard Mets, Giants. And now the Rays, who lost Mike Zanino, Zanino for the season and uh, Kiermaier. But I've also heard the Rays, and I think the Rays could be actually a fit here. You know, a team that always seems to have someone developing in the talent pool, a team that's always consistent. I don't know. Rick, how do you feel on this one? It's your boy Willie. Gotta let you leave this one off. Uh, yeah, this one's gonna be uh, this one's gonna be rough for me. Um, you know, I <clears throat> the the Rays lost their catcher, or whatever. He could bring a really nice veteran presence to that team, um, but I I don't know. I can't for some reason I can't see him on the Rays. Um, I just I, I don't know. I don't think I just can't see him on there. I could see him on the Mets for sure. I think. I think we had spoken about it a couple episodes ago on Big League Chicago where they had lost uh, their catcher at the time. I forget what his name was on the Mets, but, you know, I, I think Contreras... Sorry? McCann. Yeah, McCann. There we go. So I, I, I think he'd be a great fit on the Mets, unfortunately, going to a New York team. Um, I don't know what exactly the Mets would give up, though. I don't know what their farm consists of. Uh, but, I mean... It, you know, it would be it would be cool for for us to get some stuff from the Yanks or even the Astros. Maybe like slow them down a bit on the farm side. Uh, that would be cool. But um, 
the Rays would be interesting. Like I said, you know, night great veteran presence, you know, and he's still awesome defensively and he's still a great bat. So, uh, that would be interesting, but I, I think, I think he's going to one of the major cities, New York, maybe, maybe Houston. I don't know. I, I hope not the Cardinals or something like that. That would, that would fucking suck. I was looking at that. I think the Cardinals would be a pretty fun fit. I don't imagine don't do the Cubs that. do don't that. Don't do that to me. <laughs> uh, but he kind of seems like he'd be fun in that lineup. I know the Astros are heavily rumored for him. Uh, obviously, it would be a huge addition. Personally, and maybe this is biased because this guy dominated us last year. I don't like the Astros. I don't think benefit too much from Wilson because, like, he's like, yeah, he's a huge offensive upgrade. I just think very highly of Martin Maltinado. This guy was just like he was. He commanded the game from behind the plate in a way I haven't seen from many catch like a Yadi Yadi Molina level commanding of the plate last year in the playoffs. Like, and he was just like he was that like, the whole vibe of that Astros team ran through this guy. And it's weird because he hits like two hundred, like twenty homers each year. But I don't know. We'll see. Wilson Contreras. I mean, I think almost every team's going to be interested in this guy. There's not many good catchers in the league, uh, especially who if you want somebody to hit. Um, Another guy I would love to see on the Mariners. I mean, you can just talk about names. I'd probably love to see him on the Mariners. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, if you're the Cubs, I think you got to trade him. There's, I like, I get they might want to re-sign him and have him be the face of the next wave, but he's a catcher. Like, this is his prime right now. Trade him, get the prospects, move on. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see where he goes and what he goes for. Um, so, yeah. He'll be, he'll be a good addition to whoever I, gets him. I would love for the Cubs to re-sign him and then just spend so much money this offseason and next year and then just, you know what I mean, like actually do what they're supposed to, but that's not going to happen. A man can dream. A man can dream. Yeah, exactly. Don't get, don't get the hopes up. So, but, yes, Contreras on an expiring deal this year. Should be interesting to see what happens for the, the World Series champion, uh, the Cubs legend at this point. And I know Rick will... We'll have a maybe. Uh, what do you think? A cry? A uh, little quick tear? I will, I will have just just a good cry in, in the shower with like a, a a shower beer too. I'll just have a shower beer and a good cry. Gotta have a shower <laughs> beer. Definitely have to have a shower beer. That is that's for sure. Um, yeah, well you'll you'll get over it. I mean, like you said, you know, you saw you saw a world championship. That's that's what matters. Uh, at least in Cubs' eyes. That's it. In that's terms it. of in terms of people who could be on the move, it's been rumored for a little while. It was talked about happening. It's talked about not happening. It's the talks have heated up more, uh, more recently of this week. Andrew Benintendi, left fielder, outfielder of the Kansas City Royals. It's been really rumored that the Yankees have been the most been the most interested. And what's really been their biggest concern is if they have a series. Versus um, Toronto with the issues due to the vaccination rules. Um, so we'll see what happens with Ben Intendi. It's been an interesting product since coming over from Boston for the Royals. Uh, it's a guy who was MLB ready since that trade. It's really just hasn't been able to produce anything for a team that's never been ready to have people like Ben Intendi. Uh, he's been consistent. He is a decent fielder with an okay arm. Um. Yeah, Andrew Benintendi. It'll be interesting to see what happens with him. 
I don't know why this guy has such little value, seemingly. I know he's not vaccinated. Obviously, Jack brought that up. That's an issue for teams. I know the Blue Jays are still interested. And I think there's a belief that if he does go to a contending team, he may get vaccinated. Um, but obviously, you want that security. I just I get that batting average isn't the most important stat in baseball right now. But this guy get like, if you're not getting him for too much, he's a solid fielder and he can hit the ball. Like, and he's going to hit a couple homers. Like, it'll, I think he averages like 15 a year. It's a guy who's a good hitter and just a good baseball player. I think in the playoffs, he's a guy who plays better than his regular season stats uh, and probably isn't going for as much as we think. I think he's one of the more slept on players. I think he'll be a big addition. I think if the White Sox could run him, like, he's a lefty bat. He's not adding pop, but he's a guy who played the outfield and bat lefty. I mean, these. I think people underestimate how much a good just hitter can mess up a starting pitcher. He's a guy who can go in there, take an eight-pitch at bat, get a single, and that can start the rally. Like That's the type of bat that like he's not going to cost the world, but I think could be a really big addition. So watch out if he goes to a team. A team I think might look at him, the Braves. Uh, they will not have the Jays' concern until the World Series if that were to happen. Uh, and if you get there, I think you'll be happy, <laughs> um, obviously. And I think they, they just lost Duvall for the year. Could be a fun little bat to add into that lineup that already has a lot of pop. So, I don't know. I think I think he will get moved, and I think it will be a good move for whoever gets him. I was kind of thinking the, the White Sox when we were talking about Benintendi. I don't know why, but I don't know how AJ Pollock's been for you guys, but uh, I, I don't <laughs> – yeah, man, right? Like, and 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 like Alex said, like it's just you're not gonna give up a lot for him. You know, he's not he's not some you know outstanding outfielder or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I the whole time I was like, maybe the Sox might get him. You know, buyers for sure. If you guys 100% positive buyers, then yeah, absolutely go get him. See see what happens when they plug and play him instead of Pollock or whatever. Um, but. Yeah, I could even go to the Braves too. They'll need they'll need a little extra little extra oomph to get them uh, uh, past the Mets here. So yeah, it's even going either way. I just don't know how 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 much the the Royals are going to want to trade within the division. Yep, no, I, I that would be my biggest concern. Like we talked about with Contreras to the Cardinals, that that would be my biggest hurdle, and the only reason I wouldn't see it is division division. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, Sox and I think they had beef with the Royals maybe two years ago. I don't know if it was last year. But another name, another few names on this list: Trey Mancini, first baseman, right fielder for the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, he has been talking recently with the media. He pretty much expects to be good as gone come deadline time. The Orioles have made an impressive push. Doesn't seem to be impressive enough to make a wild card run in that AL East division, uh, but definitely applauds to the Orioles as they made a nice little win streak a few weeks ago. Um, but yeah, the Trey Mancini, maybe he, maybe New York Mets, maybe Houston. I don't know. What are you thinking? I think, I mean, if you need an outfield, you need a bat. This is a guy to look for. Um, just a really good hitter. Uh, I think everyone would want to see him on a playoff team this year. I think it would be fun. Um, again, I could see this being like, I don't know. I think this is a smaller market team. I could see like the Guardians coming in maybe. 
making a push for Mancini. I could see, I don't know, I could see a lot of teams. He's a guy who could really go anywhere. He's a good hitter that fits on most rosters. The thing that I think is interesting about the Orioles and Trey Mancini is if they're looking to get a top prospect from somebody, they could package a couple of guys. You got Jorge Lopez, who's having a big breakout year as their closer. I've heard they don't want to trade him because I think they think their contending win is close. But like, if you have a reliever who's having his first good year of his career, package him with Mancini. Maybe you put Santander in there. Like, you can add some juice to a playoff team that would command a package back. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see him get traded. I don't really know where the fit is and what he'll cost. So it'll be interesting. I hope he gets traded. I want to see him on a playoff team. I think the Orioles are a year, probably two years away from the playoffs. Uh, obviously, that they had that fun run. But I kind of would like to see him trade a couple pieces, add a little bit more juice to that next wave. Yeah, I would agree with that. And, uh, like, like he, this guy isn't, like, a crazy bat. You know what I mean? Like, he's 279 home runs, 37 RBIs, OPS of 749. Not, not, not really stats that jump out at you, but – Kind of like Alex said, you know, couple them up with a couple other like players that are having, you know, good average seasons uh, for the Orioles and see what you can get, uh, you know, in return. Um, and you know, to have him on a, a on a nice playoff team, maybe like a bigger city, right? Like a, like a New York or something, or maybe like an LA or maybe not necessarily in LA, but you know, just like a bigger city in the playoffs to to really show kind of what he what he can do. But you know, stats aren't jumping off, so you know, package him up with somebody and, and see what you can get. These guys also, I'm just looking at this now. The Orioles have three relievers, Felix Bautista, Jorge Lopez, and this guy, some Sionel, Sionel, I don't know, I've never seen that name before, <laughs> Perez, who have ERAs under two. Dylan Tate's also on the market with a 2-4 ERA. I get you want a good bullpen, and in two years that bullpen could still be good, but relievers just are inconsistent. And I know Jorge Lopez, I, we've seen him pitch this year against the Sox. He has some crazy stuff. I, I, I see why they see big-time potential in him going forward. Um, but trade some of these guys. Trade some of these guys and just expect, like, look, they look great right now. They might be great. But, like, odds are they're relievers. They're fluky. Get what you can. There's no point of holding on to relievers unless you're in the playoffs or they're, like, the elite, elite level. So, I don't know. If you package three relievers with an area under two, you're getting top prospects back. That's a huge haul you're going to get. I was going to say, I feel like I feel like relievers in the MLB are like running backs in the NFL. Like, <laughs> no matter what you have, they're going to be good, or at least half of them are going to be pretty good. And then you could just get rid of some of them when they're having really good years. I don't know. That was just me. A hundred percent. But the thing is, they don't get paid a lot. But you trade them, and you get the biggest package yep. at the deadline. These guys command huge prospects. For a position that isn't paid much, it doesn't make sense to me. Uh, trade them, trade them, <laughs> like get rid of them, get those prospects. They already have a top prospect tool. Build around these studs for the next generation. Add another blue chip guy in there. Trade them, says Alex. Trade them. I agree with you. Um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Someone who said he doesn't want to be traded is Cedric Mullins. He seems to want to be there for a while. Interesting enough, um, but. Moving on, moving on, as we kind of covered, uh, actually not yet, one more, Josh Bell before we get to the last one. Josh Bell, Washington Nationals first baseman, uh, guy who's got some pop in the bat, he's consistent enough, he's a decent fielder, um, he's been in Washington for a few years now, 
has bounced around a little bit since leaving, I think, the Pirates. But, um, yeah, Josh Bell. I've heard another team that could be interested, again, is the Mets and potentially the Rays. I love the Rays idea. I hadn't heard that one. I think he would be great in Tampa. Um, he could be in the middle of that lineup, be just a solid path that makes all those other guys look really good too. Um, the Mets, I don't really get. They just got Vogelbach. They obviously have Pete Alonso. Like, are they just trying to build the slowest trio of first baseman that they can't play at once and toss them out there? I know Vogelbach had that video of him stumbling around the bases, and it was beautiful. Hey, he went uh, he went second look, to you, home uh, last yeah. night in eight seconds. It was some speed. I'm just saying. That's a big if, man. If I was a linebacker, I would not want to see that. That's a big man there. right there. <laughs> Imagine if there were still collisions at, at the plate. Oh, my. Oof. I mean, that's just targeting to the max. Send Vogelbach out there. Pinch runner. Send him from third. Hit a pop-up and send him. Hit him. Fucking hit him. Oh, well, you're, you're, you're just waiting for that. Just let him throw the pitch and just, you know, just, <laughs> just full-on nose tackle him or whatever. But um, the saga returns. The saga continues after ret- uh, denying the $440 million contract. The Juan Soto sweepstakes, what seems to probably be the name to watch throughout this deadline, the name that everyone's been hoping to see get on the move. He was funny rumored enough after turning down that deal. The Reds refused to um, pay for a flight for Soto to get to the Derby and to the All-Star game. Uh, so <laughs> Soto had to fly commercial. Um, so funny little story there. Basically, you would expect <laughs> all 30, 31 teams to be uh, invested. Uh, is it? Th- I think it's 31 teams, maybe 30, whatever it is. But... Um, you would expect all teams to be invested on Juan Soto at this point. But, 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 Dodgers, Yankees, but the fave. The favorite, as we've talked about a little bit earlier with some other guys, the St. Louis Cardinals. The St. Louis Cardinals are the favorite for Juan Soto right now. They've got the most they can offer in a youth pool. They've got some talent coming up, building through the ranks. They've got some young talent, some major league ready talent like the Nationals have asked for. Um, and they've been able to attract these big names like Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado. So it'd be interesting enough to see if the Cardinals would be able to land Soto. Um, Alex, I know you and I talked about it last week, but as we get a little bit closer and closer to that deadline, um, I don't know if if Rick or, or you, Alex, have differ opinions on what you think is going to happen here in the Soto sweepstakes. And for all we know, he could stay in Washington. He's still under team control for a few more years. Um, and all he did was say no to some money. So it doesn't mean his national career is over, but you know the media likes to, to build this one up. So the Soto, Soto sweet stakes are open for business. I wish I could say no confidently to $440 million. I wish I could say that. Um, Look, I'm a Cubs fan. I'm already struggling. I'm already, you know, suffering. So please, Cardinals, don't sign him. I just, like, like I already, you guys are already destroying us. You guys are like the Yankees of the NL, really. Um, <laughs> if Soto goes to the Cardinals and I have to see him, like, ten times a year, like, that's going to be, that's just, that's just signing my death warrant, I think, at that point. Um, um, I don't know. I, I, 
all 30 teams should absolutely be looking at getting Juan Soto. Again, he's I think he's a guy who said no to 44 $440 million with the Nationals to go to a, a, a big market. Um, I think that's really what it is, you know, down to it. Uh, and and the Cubs should get him. <laughs> I don't know how much how much their their uh, uh, how much the interest is with the Cubs, but the Cubs should absolutely get him. Chicago's a big market, you know, big enough for two teams, obviously. So the Cubs should get him, and you know, then we'll become uh, World Series champions again this decade. So that's how I feel about him. But yes, one hundred percent, every team should look at him. He's a star. He's like what twenty four years old or something like that. Like he's gonna be ridiculous for the rest of his career and. He, you know, he deserves all the money going his way, but I really think he just wants a big market to put his name out there. Yeah, I think you're, you're spot on with that. I think people were like, how are you rejecting the money there? I think he's going to sign for around that dollar value anyways. I don't think he's looking for 500 or 600. I think he's looking for the, like the 400, 450, uh, maybe even less on a shorter term. Uh, I think he rejected it because he did not want to be on a team that does not have a direction. They're looking to sell the team. The future is not exactly clear. He wants out of there, and that makes sense to me. Um, if you're any team in the playoff hunt right now and you think you can win, try to get this guy and worry about signing him later. Uh, I know that's kind of a big thing. You have to give up a ton of young, controllable players. But a year and a half, that's two playoff runs of Juan Soto you have to love your chances. And then you can try to re-sign him. Figure it out then. Figure it out then, okay? If you start winning there, he's going to be more likely to want to sign with you guys. Just figure it out. I would love, I, I think the Cardinals would be a fun fit. I think the Yankees, if they do it, they kind of have, I, I don't want to see it, but they, they're, I think it's an insurance policy for Judge. And they can look at it and say, okay, if we don't get Judge, we can sign this guy up and he's, he's going to become the face of our franchise. I think if you're the Red Sox, why not look at this? I don't know if they have the prospect pool to do this. Um, but really, any team that thinks that they can do this right now like should be doing it. I think the White Sox, I know we don't have a big prospect pool, but tossing Andrew Vaughn, Garrett Crochet, some of the top prospects, Colson Montgomery. Like, I know Jack's Vaughn. Vaughn like, we, <laughs> people say Vaughn's untouchable. We're talking about Juan Soto. Vaughn is not untouchable. Uh, if Juan Soto's on the table... There's ways a lot of teams can get it done. If you're a contending team, if I can tell the White Sox right now, trade Andrew Vaughn, get an actual outfielder to play the outfield, trade a couple top prospects, Tate Crochet. I wouldn't even mind going Vaughn Kopech as the center of the deal. I know Jack's got his Kopech jersey in the back here, but, like, come on. Like, are, are we saying no for Vaughn Kopech, Colson Montgomery, and Crochet for Juan Soto? Probably not. We get our two years. The lineup becomes 20 times more deadly. And I don't know. I, I, I just think this market should be hot. He should get traded for a ton. The big question, the Patrick Corbin contract is coming with him. That is an ownership trying to get $100 bucks off the books. Uh, so I don't know. We'll see. I think there's a lot that goes into this deal. A ton of prospects, a ton of financial commitment. Uh, we'll see who gets it done. I think somebody will get it done, though. That's a lot to give up for it. Uh, uh. Give me a headache thinking about that. Um, it, it will be interesting to see what happens with the superstar. You know, he's 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 a guy who's a two-time All-Star, now a home run derby champion, World Series champion, a guy who's kind of done it all at the age of 23. Uh, so really a face of a superstar, or a face of a franchise for any team out there. 
um, especially a contender. It will be interesting to see what happens. I would say Yankees fans, they could swallow the pill if they got um, Soto and lost Judge in free agency. I think that's a little bit of an easier pill to swallow, given the fact that Judge is a little older. Um, but it, it, it should be interesting to see what happens with Soto. And as we kind of look at it, the teams that will be selling, I, I got to say Baltimore, I think the Cubs will sell. We definitely think the Reds are selling. I think the Royals will sell a bit. And then, and then I get to the Red Sox. And I've got them on both my lists of teams looking to buy and teams looking to sell because I'm 50-50 on it. And I know we talked about it a little bit earlier in Icy Hot. Uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, yes, with Devers hurt. But I'm really 50-50 on whether or not the Red Sox are sellers or buyers in terms of teams looking to buy. I've got the Yanks, the Astros, the Mariners, hopefully the White Sox more than a reliever, and that's now currently what I'm hearing is the sole focus. Uh, but the Twins are looking for pitching, the Indians, the Rays are looking for help. Uh, maybe, like I said, the Red Sox, Braves, Dodgers as always, uh, our friendly neighbors up north, the Blue Jays, and the Giants. Uh, you know, I... It's pretty much anyone who's got a shot at the playoffs at this point in time. You would expect them to be buyers at this time. I, I, I got to ask, are there any teams you really don't think that will buy or really won't sell on any of that or, or really won't shock you? Or are there any teams that will shock you? Um, I mean, I think you got it. I think you got pretty much got them on. Just a quick little thing, like, other than like maybe two years that I can think of, have the Reds and or the or the, or the uh, Orioles ever not been sellers? Like other than maybe just a couple of years over the last twenty plus, I feel like they're always sellers. They're always like, hey, yeah, we need to give we need to give this guy up because we need more prospects. And then what happens with those prospects? They're just traded in the next five years. Um, no, I think every I think everybody on the list is is pretty spot on. Boston, again, is that one where it's just like, uh, what's going to happen, right? And, you know, with the Cubs, they're, they're going to they're gonna sell a lot. Um, I don't, I, you know, other than, than Hap, Contreras, uh, maybe Stroman, um, you know, we, we could look into moving him too. I don't really care. I think I've said it on Big League Chicago before. I don't give a shit about Stroman. Sell him off. I don't care. Um, and... Um, Kind of looking, and I mean, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think the rest of the list is pretty, pretty spot on, at least from my my view. Yeah, I think so. I have a couple. If if we're going on the surprising teams to start, and I don't even know if this should be a surprise, but uh, I think they have to be on the list. The Mariners, and we've talked a lot about them, or I've mentioned them a lot. The Jerry Depoto loves to trade. Uh, this roster is different every single year. He is just loving trading. I mean, I think all these guys are from trades. Uh, they'll probably do something crazy at the deadline. And I could see them selling pieces they have already, like not pieces that are helping them win this year, but like, I don't know, if Jesse Winker goes out and they trade for somebody else in, like, sure, why not? Hanniger moves? Sure, why not? Like, if, if, it, if Jerry DePoto thinks he can swap around existing MLB players to win, he will do it. Not many teams have that approach. Um, I think another surprise buyer could be the Rangers. I think they are in the Soto sweepstakes. Yeah. I don't know if they want that with the Simeon and Seager contract already, but they could be a team that's looking for like a guy who's a controllable pitcher. Maybe they want him for next year. You know, maybe they make a run at that third wild card. They're like, it's unlikely this year, but 
I don't think them being a buyer for the right price is off the table. Uh, would be a little bit of a surprise, though. And then my surprise seller, I talked about this last week. I don't think it will happen, uh, but I think they could be a surprise seller. Is the Minnesota Twins. They're in a situation where it's like, okay, we have Correa. Yeah, we want to buy so we can keep him, but like he's probably going to opt out. Um, I don't know what they're thinking, though, this year, because they would kind of have to go off the deep end. To really, to really bolster that pitching staff, they don't have one good. Like Sonny Gray is their ace, uh, and it gets a lot worse from there. Their bullpen's a mess. It's just so much buying they have to do to actually contend for a World Series. Uh, so I think they're looking at their roster and being like, okay, maybe we can move some guys around and uh, change things up. But I don't know. I just, I just, I don't know. I think the big buyer is going to be the top teams, um, and then like. The Brewers were probably in the market, Cardinals for sure, the two teams in the West, the all teams in the West really, or NL West that is. White Sox will go for some of those B-list guys. Uh, Phillies will probably go for some of those B-list guys. I don't know. There's a lot of buyers. and I, The issue is I think a lot of the buyers have those cheap guys you want to sell off, um, which is odd. Like A lot of these bad teams, you're looking at the roster, and you're like, eh, they might have a piece or two, but they're not crazy. I think David Robinson will go for a lot. I'll be good God, I hope for the so. Cubs. What I do they get for Again, a man can dream. A man can dream. They're going to get something. A man can dream. I did. They're going to get something. I was going to say, I did forget about the Rangers there. I, I did. I was going to mention them too and like surprise, not surprise buyers, but I really do think that they might have a chance at buying and like, I don't know, maybe getting getting some good players and maybe taking that next step. But yeah, glad you mentioned the Rangers. Yeah, just don't oh, be a rental. It, I, I got to go against your twins point. I think they've proven since the All-Star. Oh, it's only been a few. It's been four or five days since the All-Star break. But twins have come out hot since the All-Star break. Yes, that was against the series with the Tigers. They do face, I think, the Padres this week. Um, hopefully they are sellers. Because that means good things for the White Sox. But unfortunately, I, I, I think they're kind of going to go for it. And that's kind of be my surprise pick for who's going to buy. And I think they're going to buy a lot. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see what they sell. I don't know if they have the pieces really to to go and get some of these bigger, bigger names, but I do think they'll go after Frankie Montas, like we talked about, and I think they will add some hitting as well. Um, should be interesting to see. I do think this the Red Sox is though I know I said it was fifty fifty. I do think the Red Sox will end up selling. I think that's like we talked about potentially a Xander Bogarts or a um, J D Martinez in that sense. Cannot count out the Cardinals, especially in the Soto sweepstakes, and the Phillies as well, as they look interested in many as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. You guys got anything else? I think uh, it should be an exciting week leading up. I have one more buyer, and I think they're going to be aggressive, like pretty aggressive, especially in the bullpen market, the Blue Jays. Uh, we haven't talked about them at all. They're surging right now. They got to beat up on the Red Sox, obviously. Uh, they're feeling good about themselves going to the All-Star break. Everyone needs bullpen help. They do especially. I think they're going to be heavy buying. That offense is showing life again. And I wouldn't be surprised if they go for a Ben Attendee or another bat uh, to fill that lineup. How uh, how pissed would you guys be if the Twins got uh, Juan Soto? Don't see it happening. <laughs> Well, would, would I mean, you trade? Would <laughs> it's, it's like you'd have to trade Correa, 
and I don't think the Nationals yeah, would do yeah. that because they don't think they exactly. They didn't want I don't Kurt. think he'd opt out. <laughs> so fortunately enough, my gut. <laughs> I know it's a what if, and I know you want to put me in that dark hole and yeah. put Alex in that dark hole. Yep, 100%. but we're not going to let you. We're not going to let you do that. We're not going to let you do that. And uh, no, no bad vibes. vibes. Exactly. Exactly. Quickly, before I uh, break down where kind of the standings are as we enter this trade deadline, uh, just with a quick recap of who's leading and what the wild card's looking like. The Rangers, uh, the Yankees are on top of the AL East. The Twins on top of the Central. Houston on top of the West. We've got the Mets on top of the NL East. Brewers on top of the NL Central. And the Dodgers on top of the NL West. In terms of the wild card standings, it's Toronto, Tampa, and Seattle for the AL, and it's Atlanta, San Diego, and uh, St. Louis for the NL. Currently, we'll see how it matches up. Um, Cubs, I'm sorry, we know where you guys are at. I don't mean to pick on you. They're only eleven and a half back. That's White Sox, bad. three games out of the wild card. <laughs> a man can dream, as I've been saying to Rick. Uh, the boys can hope is what I'm going to say for this one. And yeah, I don't know. I, I don't have much more in terms of the the deadline breakdown. I think it's going to be an exciting one. I think we'll see some big names move. I, I like I said, I wouldn't be totally shocked if Juan Soto stays put, but it would be exciting to see him in a new uniform and playing in the playoffs again. Um, Rick, I definitely want to let you talk about our giveaway at Crack One Media. Uh, but before I do that, I just want to make sure that the boys, uh, if I missed anything, otherwise, uh, Rick, take it away. Yeah, guys, we are giving away a couple of bleacher seat takes to the Cubs versus Cards on August 25th. It's going to be a 120 Central game, 120 p.m. Central game. And yeah, you guys just got to go onto crack, at Crack One Media on Instagram, tag a couple friends, have them follow us, mention us in your story, and you guys are entered to win. We've got about uh, by the time this comes out, four days left for the for the uh, giveaway, and then we're going to announce the winner on July thirty first. I think that's like a Monday. You don't want to like don't want to announce um, on yeah. the show on Big League. I might actually. Yeah, you know what? We're going to do that. We're going to do that, and then we're going to put a post. Right after that, uh, right after it comes out. So listen, you know, tag some friends and uh, follow the Instagram too. And, you know, you could win some tickets to a Cubs cards game because, you know, the Cubs are so good this year. So, so good. Catch some Juan Soto bombs. Hey, chill, 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 chill. <laughs> uh, um, Alex, where can, uh, where can the listeners find you? You can find me on Twitter. At Northside underscore socks. Um, yeah, follow me on Twitter. I'm active. You know, you can reply to my tweets. You can trigger me. Pretend to be a Larissa <laughs> fan, and you got me hooked. Um, yeah. But, yeah, follow me on Twitter. Talk baseball. Sometimes other things, but pretty much only baseball. Rick, where uh, where can everyone find you? Where can people follow the pages, Where can the blogs, the podcasts? Tell the whole spiel. Go to crackwinmedia.com to listen to these podcasts. Read the blogs. Check out the Meet the Team. Go to YouTube. Type in Crack One Media. You'll find our page. You'll, you'll be able to see our beautiful faces talking about baseball. 
uh, Jack, Jack getting crazy when uh, Alex mentions, you know, trading Vaughn and Kopech away. And uh, go to uh, on Instagram, follow us at, at Crack One Media. You can follow me on Twitter at and now Rick. And I don't know, Alex, did you want to mention the app? I forget if you mentioned it already because you got baseball on there already and I've been playing it. I did mention this last week, but it's an ongoing thing. Giveaway tickets, sometimes some special prizes. Uh, it's called Take Side on the App Store. Take Side, one word. Uh, yeah, you just go on and essentially give you 10 takes a day. A take is like any prediction. It can be who wins the game. If a player gets a hit, a home run, whatever it is, you just say yes or no. And you get entries for every take correct. So if you want to hop on, have some casual fun, completely free to play. Download Take Side on Instagram. Twitter, you'll see a link. Just tap that, and you'll get the good download. Absolutely, absolutely. Go give Takeside a, a shout. What's what's your name? What who? What do they call you on there? I can't remember what the what the users are fighting you for. What's the what's the name? They got a. Well, I got a couple accounts. My personal account is Alex. Uh, I do run the weekly contest account, so I pick the takes, but you don't have to beat me there. But then I also run the Duel King account, so that's where you get to challenge me head-to-head on one of my takes. Uh, and if you win, sometimes we give away, like, hidden prizes, so, like, you'll just get a notification. Maybe you win a gift card or something like that. Um, but, yeah, it's fun. You can try to beat me in my takes. Obviously, you at my 6-9 record, I'm You I'm beat me to solid, it. I was so going to say, for the three-up-three-down <laughs> listeners, you better be paying attention. You can win some serious... Uh, some dough or some tickets or some merch off the off the take side boys because Alex he's he's been cold at least on the he's been cold on the baseball it's a side. Juicy of things, opportunity, but, okay. Uh, love to hear it. Love to hear it. <laughs> Listeners can find me. You can find me at Siffy Man on Twitter. Um, reach out. Let's talk. Let's discuss. Let's argue. Let's chat baseball. Let's chat sports. Uh, check out all the Crack One Media podcasts. Big League Chicago, only football, and of course, three up, three down. Like I said, next week's schedule is going to be a little bit different. We're going to try and do something so it's more of us reacting to what had happened in the breakdowns. We still will, or with the, you know, with the deadline, and we'll still give you our weekly segments. Um, in terms of when we'll see Rick again, hopefully here soon. But I can't tell you how much I appreciate you, you spending the time with us. And giving us the platform that we have. So thank you for Rick. Of course. Um, and thank you for Crack One Media. But that concludes it for me. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, boys, it's always a pleasure. I'll see you guys soon. Um, peace. Yankees hey, lose. <laughs> Hits it in the air the right. Back at the wall. And the White Sox win it. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes.